grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hang on. Oh my god! Did you see? Did you guys see the intro? Oh my god! That is insane! Absolutely insane! And you know, I went back, re-recorded it, and put it back through Corel. This is crazy! I think I know why, and I won't share it with you till tomorrow. Then I'm going to cross-check my other intros and see if it's still doing it. But I have a suspicion. It's either something's wrong with Corel, or something else is going on, and I have a really good suspicion as to what. Give me a second to get this off in case it pops back on or something. Okay. Wow, let me catch my breath over that one. Yeah, I've been having issues with this since the last for about 30 minutes. So I have my suspicions. Like I said, I'm going to go back through and run an intro. Not on you guys. I'll do it tonight after the show. Because, wow. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means, let me get this over here. If you have a paranormal aid, I'm still like, trying to catch my breath on that. Uh, if you think you have a paranormal aid, we can help you out, okay? It might take us a couple days to get to you. I know, you know, it, 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 it's hard. California is this huge state. You know, it's like Hawaii. People think of us like Hawaii, you know, surfers and all that stuff. It is like that. Places like Santa Cruz. I used to hang out in those places when I was a teenager. But there's also other areas that are mountainous. We have high desert. We have low desert. We have a lot of farmland. And so it's really spread out from border to border and border to border. So, you know, it might take us a couple of days to get to you. We do have people. If, if you're up in Nevada, we do have team members up in Nevada. We have team members in Oregon. We have team members in Hawaii. We have team members everywhere. Everywhere. But... It might take us a couple days to get you. In that event, we have people on staff, psychics on staff, like my guest tonight, medium Karen Clark, Trish Dolis is with us, um, even Nancy Matz, you know. Um, if I missed anybody, Sally, Sarah, I have about four or five psychics on staff that, that I could call you ahead of time and talk with you about what may, or may, what may be going on. And if it does seem like it's a paranormal situation, in most cases, they can calm things down until we can get out there to help you. It won't take us more than two or three days because, like I said, we've got people up in the state. But it's just because California is this, 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 this huge state. That's why. So that being said, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. On Facebook, we're California Haunts. Or you can find my name. Or you can find Karen's name, Karen Quan. Any of our investigators. Or you can uh, check us check us out on uh, TikTok under California Haunts, uh, Twitter, Raquel, well, X. <laughs> she would say it. The chat, formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> X, we're California Haunts. Instagram, Ghosty Gal, it's all lowercase. Okay. Uh, what else? Twitch, oh yeah, Raquel Haunts. And there's a few others. I probably left some out. 
There's a lot of others. In fact, we're going to be expanding on the others. But that's how you can find us. That's a good way to find us. Okay, that being said, let's get on with this show. The only thing I want to talk to you guys about before we start is that I do have, uh, we did that meditation thing yesterday. Let me hang this up over here. We did do that meditation thing yesterday, and um, got a lot of good responses from it. And I just want to let everybody know uh, that, the cl- that, that the club is uh, still open. I have eight spots left. And uh, we're going to be meditating every night, like tonight. In fact, uh, I'm going to be doing a private meditation tonight uh, because of the giant blue moon that's out there. It's one of the biggest blue moons in, in history. So we're going to go out there and have, have a nice meditation round. It's great to meditate to the blue moon. Just like in the beginning of the month, there was a sturgeon moon, and we, I did meditation to that as well. It helps, like, you know, when you look at something like the sturgeon moon, it, it, it's too, like, if you have anything that you have planned in the future that you haven't done, this is when you get all that out, and you can start making plans to complete it. And by meditating to the moon and calling on your, your guides, you can get all that rolling. And that's the same thing that's going to happen tonight. So be sure to go outside and check out the blue moon. I'll probably get, try and take some photos tonight and whatnot of the moon itself. It's going to be spectacular. Okay. Getting to the nice show. Tonight we're doing a special show. It's been a weird week because, like I said yeah, like I said Monday, a lot of the guests that we normally would have on are college professors and stuff. And, of course, school is starting for people. And, and so they, they haven't had time. They don't have the time to come on a show, and you can't blame them. I've already got Monday and Tuesday next week booked. That gives you an idea. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are booked. So, um, you know, we'll be back on a regular schedule. So this week was a chance to try out some different, some different things. And, you know, of course, I, I wanted to get the meditation stuff out there to teach you guys kind of how to meditate, maybe get involved in that, in that meditation club. And tonight is a show. Karen and I have been working together for the past five or six months. And uh, we're going to be, like, expanding our presence on the TikTok and YouTube. And the way we wanted to do it was TikTok, we're going to be doing live, I think there's going to be live readings over there. Uh, you know, we're going to be telling ghost stories. We have lots of ghost stories. But another thing I wanted to do was a kind of, uh, kind of what I do with Nancy, only we're going to do, be doing cold cases or, or cold shows, what, what they call cold psychic shows. And uh, I want to do them on, like, I got inspired because I saw a bunch of uh, mediums do this with the uh, sub that had sunk. You know, that, that, that poor sub that imploded. And I, I kind of wanted to do it early on, but then I got to thinking, you know, that has been around the internet too long. And the thing is, what you want with a show like this is you want your, your, your medium to go in cold, no information and not know anything about what she's commenting on, he or she's commenting on. And so is this, is, you know, I've been thinking about this and how we wanted to format it. We don't even have a working title for the show. We just don't. And um, so tonight is the show with no name. <laughs> but I decided, you know, this would be a great opportunity to try it out, see how the format goes. You know, it, we, we could fall on our face tonight. We don't know yet. Okay, we don't know how it's going to go. But I decided to try it out. And the way I decided to do it, because, I mean, there are some current events out there. I'm not one of these people that's going to, and I'm not going to say names, but I don't want to get into fights with anybody in this industry. But I don't mind doing like a, cele- a celebrity death, but I'm not going to do it within two or three days of when the celebrity passes away. It's not going to happen. It's disrespectful. Because they need time to process on, on the other side. 
and the families need time to mourn. So we're not going to be doing that. I'm not going to be, you know, the death doula, you know, the death psychics doing that stuff. It's just not going to happen. Okay. So we will do that because I thought about Bob Barker, but I'm not going to do that. Period. Um, but what I decided to do was pick a haunted location. And it's a haunted location that Karen has never been to. And it's a haunted location that, there I go, goodbye. And it's a haunted, <laughs> down to where Mario lives, right? And it's a haunted location where I have never been to. In fact, I've been trying to get, since I've been working at the paper up, up in Placerville, I've been trying to get into these two places for years and haven't been able to get in. So I decided to pick a place that neither of us has gone. Karen does not know what I chose. I haven't told her. I have a photo of the building. That's all she's going to see. And we're going to take it from there tonight. Now, as Karen gets the information, I've done research online. And as Karen gets this information, I will either verify or say, no, that's not right. Okay, it's going to be completely live. Kind of like the dead files, you know, when she goes through and he has all that backup information. Let me see what's going on in the chat room here. Who we got? Hey, Jerry. Woo, there's Jerry. Jerry's New York bound. Vacation. Um, so, and this is not a question of being right or wrong or anything like that. This is just a question of trying to do a cold read. And um, this is just the beginning. You know, like I said, this is, this is the first time we're doing this. So don't, you know, don't be too harsh on Karen. Don't be too harsh on me. You know, we're, we're just trying this out for the, fir for the first time ever. Because what we're going to do with the show that we have is we're going to do cold readings. And I'm going to be the straight guy who has the information in front of me that will either yes or no that the stuff, the, the research will be done. Okay? And uh, so hopefully it works out. You know, hopefully we, we can do that. And I'm really excited about doing this and the show i'm hoping to launch our show it'll probably be a twice a month thing on youtube for now to get started we'll probably get started in september sometime on the show probably mid-september on the new show and uh there'll just be something we do maybe on a saturday night maybe on a friday night whatever we do. i want to thank karen though because over the weekend i'm working on some stuff for you for for tiktok and uh it's really nice how supportive all my friends are with this. You know, everybody's been so supportive. Uh, my team, my family. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard work. People think that being a content creator is really easy. You know, let's go, like, once I go to Disneyland, let's all go to Disneyland. It's a lot of work. It's research. It's doing stuff. It's doing, it's not so much even going to places and filming. It's, 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 it's the research that goes on behind it and the extra stuff you have to do, like the extra content, putting out three, four, five videos a week. That's the hard work. So Karen and I had the opportunity to go someplace, and Saturday was fun because we didn't even expect, or Sunday, I'm sorry, because we didn't expect to even get into this place. I thought it was closed. I don't know if I talked about this already. I may have. And so we really had a great time, and I thank her for that. And she took me to dinner afterwards, so I really thank her for that. Okay, that being said, I'm going to bring Karen on. Karen, this is a phone call. Um, she's coming in, well, not really, she's coming in, like, via StreamYard mic. And remember, everybody has to remember this, okay? I know what you all will be thinking, especially the the uh, debunkers that are out there, right? That, oh yeah, she could look this in, she could be online looking the information up. But she can't, because she doesn't even know what this is. Okay? I'm not even going to reveal the name of the place to her. 
Okay, so that way, if she, you know, if she wanted to look it up, which she won't, because Karen doesn't do that, she won't be able to look it up at all. Okay? Unless it's on this thing that I'm putting up, which I don't remember if it is or not, the photo. So we'll have Karen Clark on, we'll have a photo of the place up, and we're going to take it from there. And I can honestly, the only thing I'm going to say about this place is it's in Georgetown, California. It's a haunted hotel. There are two haunted hotels in Georgetown. And Georgetown is in the gold country. It's, 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 it's about 30, about 30, I think it's what, 20. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kathy, if you're watching this. Kathy Clark, Karen's sister. If you're watching this, um, you know, I don't remember exactly how far it is from Placerville. Oh, I know, it's a twisty, windy road. So it's, it's, it's by Coloma and Placerville and all that gold country. Nice big cemetery there. So this is one of the two haunted hotels in town. And like I said, I've been wanting to access this hotel for a long time. And, how, and every time I want to go in, we got turned down. Maybe because, the new, because I was working for the newspaper and it was all part of a Halloween thing. You know, that kind of stuff. Who knows? But I've been wanting to do this thing for years. All right, let me bring Karen in and we'll uh, get this show on the road, as you say. Oh, and the other thing I want to point out before we start, I want to give full credit. My research, um, there seems to be conflicting research between the two hotels. The information gets conf gets kind of melded together. And so I, so there was, uh, I was trying to sort it out. And I found a um, paper online written up by uh, Celebrity Psychic Nancy Bradley. And I don't know if any of you remember Nancy Bradley. Maybe you local guys will. Nancy Bradley had been a working psychic for a long, long, long time. I had a lot of respect for her. And she primarily, uh, I mean, she went up and down the state of California, of course, and traveled back east. She'd been on TV. She was, she was on TV a few times. But she primarily focused on the gold country. had a book called Gold Country Go, Gold Rush Go. Was it, yeah, Gold Country Ghosts. Yeah, and her team was Gold Rush Ghosts. That was her team. Maybe I have it backwards. But uh, I found this thing written up by her, so I figured, you know what, I might as well go with her. She's like the gold standard. So uh, so the information I have is via Nancy Bradley, and uh, so we'll see what happens, okay? But Nancy Bradley gets credit for, for the, uh, the, information, the, you know, the research that I did, as far as that goes. All right, let me bring Karen in. Hello. Hello, Charlotte. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good, good. Are you excited? Uh, a little nervous, actually, and excited. <laughs> It'll be a fun show. Yes, Karen and I have been investigating together for probably, I would say, a good 14 years. And uh, so I trust her. You know, we've done a lot of stuff in the gold country and uh, a lot of stuff, you know, in the Bay Area and everywhere. I mean, we've been everywhere and we... We, we plan to go everywhere again <laughs> at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, we had a great time over the weekend and uh, felt like old times at the Woman Opera House and was really exciting to be there. Okay, so again, Karen has never, I don't know if she's ever been in this building. I've never heard her talk about it. She could have gone with another team. I don't think so because from what I understand the history, they don't let a lot of teams in, in, into these places in George. This is in Georgetown. Georgetown, California, and they tend not to let a lot of people into these places for some reason. So, um, there's just a couple of videos out there about the Georgetown Hotel and this other place. Okay, 
So I'm going to go ahead and show Karen a photo, and I'm going to give Karen a few minutes, because, you know, Saki's got to get, I'm not going to say psyched up, but, you know. So Karen, <laughs> how much time do you need? Once you see the photo, how, how much time do you need? I don't know. A couple okay. of minutes. Good answer. Good answer. So here we go. I'm going to show Karen the photo. She might recognize this place because she, you know, her family lives up in the area. But I can, I can, I can pretty much guarantee she hasn't done research on it. Here we go. Let me get this photo up. We're going to have a three-way here. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm not giving a name, like I said, because, like I said, I, I know how people are out there. The, you know, the skeptics and the debunkers are out there, and they'll say, hey, you gave the name, and she's over there because she's not on camera. She's Googling it. We're not going to do that. So I'll give you a couple minutes, and let me know when you feel like you're ready. And let's see what happens. Wow. Hmm. So much history, huh? Gotta love the gold country, huh? Oh, yeah. So when you initially look at this building, what do you see? Um... I'm picking up on a young girl, mm -hmm. young woman, and she I would say she's about in her early twenties. Okay. And she has a little baby and her husband is a gold miner mm -hmm. and he never returns and she's very sad okay um there's a lot of good times that happen in that hotel like i'm hearing like a lot of ragtime music mm-hmm But this one particular woman I'm focusing on, who's coming to me, she's longing for her husband and he never returns. And she's basically stuck at the hotel. And what she does is she does a little cooking she does, you know, sewing or whatever needs to be done to keep herself, to keep herself going. And she has a little baby and I pick up the baby died. Hmm. It was a little boy and the baby died of like pneumonia. Okay. Um, 
it could get very rowdy there back in the early 1900s. I'm going back in time and I'm seeing there's a rowdy crowd. Mm -hmm. And what these gold miners do, a lot of them, when they come back to the hotel, they, you know, some of them are good family men and others are very um, unscrupulous. I'm picking up that there was also some very famous people that stayed there. Okay. Early Americans. Um, like generals and people of that caliber. Mm-hmm. There's also an old woman who used to manage the place. I'm getting an E for her first name. I'm picking up something like Elizabeth. Well, I don't want to cause more dead air. Do you have any questions? Maybe that'll help me. Um, is there any, are there any male goat uh, spirits that's, that, that, that stick out to you? The young lady and the older woman. Okay. Any men? And I, they're not synonymous. They're like separate spirits okay okay are there any males there that stick out to you at all oh yeah Can you tell me about any of them okay there's a, a a tall man older man tall man i'm picking up the name greg Um, he is a prominent businessman. I pick up that he has a lot of coins in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And he's a bit of a curmudgeon. Okay. <laughs> to mm -hmm. say Okay, take your time. Well, okay, okay. I, I also pick up that he 
also is in a dispute with another prominent businessman. Okay. They both have some kind of foundation there and Hmm. Okay, cool. The first man, he's kind of tall, the tall, taller man, older man, very fluent. He kind of likes to rule the roost. Mm -hmm. And he is in conflict with the other man about who is in charge of this hotel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking at some research here on here. Oh. Tell me. You you laugh. Tell me. Okay. There are. Well, you know. It kind of gets rowdy at times. There's a the guy, the guy that he's having a conflict with is, I don't pick up that he's a panhandler, but he is a businessman of some type. Mm -hmm. And there is some jealousy over another woman and of course the more deeper you look into it you kind of just sense other spirits right well let's talk, let's talk about the man okay. okay here we go remember this is this information is via nancy bradley Oh, yeah, Nancy. Yeah, and this is what we have. A gruff old miner haunts room five at the end. He abruptly makes his presence. I'm going to put my glasses on here. I'm blind. Sorry, guys. Mine is back. Don't get old, kids. Okay. So you've got a gruff old man, old miner, haunts room five at the end. He abruptly makes his presence known on a whim. Yet despite his disheveled appearance, <clears throat> he really has a frightening effect on the guests. He's of a tender nature, regardless of his hostile appearance. He loves three things, honeymooners, or happy lovers, room five at the end, and his long-dead girlfriend, for whom he's still pining. A hearty soul, his name was Oscar. Oscar was a miner searching for fortune, like thousands of others in his time of history. He was fearless in the rickety mine shafts and tapped off river, and, and tapped off river channels. He had a perpetually romantic heart and foolishly gave it to a woman of the evening. As the tale goes, Oscar fell hard for a gold rush prostitute. He was well aware of her profession. In fact, that's how he met her. Many years her senior, he was smitten enough to dream of making her his wife. Now, when not searching for gold, he worked as a carpenter on the property so he could be near his lady love. History shows he was a very jealous he was very jealous of her. A heckler and former client of hers constantly belittled her name. Words were spoken between the two men, a scuffle prevailed, and in a heated moments that followed, 
the aggressor shot Oscar dead on the steps of the hotel. Oh, my. You know what's really interesting? Yeah. Michael's dad is named Oscar, and I have, an, I have a uh, somebody, my mom's relative was Oscar. Cool. Yeah. Just so there you have it. So Karen, yeah, Karen pretty much nailed that. Karen pretty much got that one. So there you have it. <laughs> wow. What else do you see? I see somebody was shoved off on the top. The top okay. of the... The, the top level by the railing. Do you know it was okay, a man? Like one, two, like the second window in from the left. Do you know I if mean, it was right, a man? Right, right, right. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you know if it was a man or a woman? It was a man. Okay. Okay. I think it was actually. It was a man that shoved a woman. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But it's a different set of people. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's go back to verifying. Here we go. So, again, I'm blind. Let me pull this up. Let's see, it's right here. I just had it. Give me a second. Let's see. Yes. So I'm looking right now. I think there's something about that. I'm just looking. I see that perhaps on the top two windows that are showing in the picture that at times people can walk by and they can see an elderly woman, a figure of an elderly woman presence look out of the window. Okay. From both windows. Right. And she was one of the uh, people, she was one of the workers. Okay. The employees that worked at the hotel. Okay, let me check this out real quick because I'm going to go to Nancy's page. Hang on. Let's see. This is coming directly from Nancy. Ma oh, no. <laughs> wrong Nancy, right? Nancy Bradley. <laughs> Nancy Bradley, yeah. Okay, so let's see. I'm just looking. I hear a lot of, like, piano music. Like, you know, good old ragtime music going on. Right. Here it is here. An interesting fact is that soon after Oscar's death, a beautiful woman of the evening attired herself in her finest negligee and with liquor in her hand leaped to death off the balcony. Oh my gosh, really? Yep, there it is. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So does Oscar like to appear to people or not? you think? Can you repeat that? Does Oscar like to, like, like, I mean, every hotel has stories about their, the people, you know, st people staying overnight and go, you know, the ghosts that haunt there. 
Does okay. he like to? Does he one of these ghosts that likes to appear to people, or does he like to keep to himself? Um, I think you know, like intuitive people, mm -hmm. like us, people that have sense, certain sensitivities can pick up on him. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I think he's kind of a an old Comungeon type of guy. He, he sure. keeps to himself. Okay. Okay. Um, do you the sense... woman he threw off. The woman he threw off. Okay. Of course, he was liquored up. You know, he was drinking, and did he, he did throw the woman off the balcony. Did, did he throw her off, or did the other guy do it? The other He's... guy. The other, the other guy. guy. Okay. The other guy did. Okay, because yeah, like I'm, sorry, I'm not getting a particular name, but the other guy yeah. did. Because what's interesting about this, you guys, is you know when you're out with psychics, um, the rule of thumb is. There's never really a wrong answer because when you look at what I've looked up and the research I've done with Nancy Bradley and what she got, it's a lot. It's really similar to what Karen has, even though she doesn't mention the man. A lot of the times when a psychic is out in the field, the ghosts—it's like anything else. I don't like. I may not like you when I first see you. You may not like me. So when the psychic, when the when psychics are out in the field like this, they may not. I'm not going to say they didn't like Nancy Bradley, but they didn't want to communicate with her. So that's why she she may not have seen the man that pushed the woman off. It's it's like anything else, um, but that's how it usually works when a psychic goes through. It's not like you see it on TV, okay? They they can they can pick and choose who they want to talk to, just like a psychic, right? Tell me if I'm wrong here. Just like when a psychic goes out to a location, you're going to pick and choose the the, the, the strongest of, of whatever your contact or, or whatever's available out there. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes people pick up on different spirits. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. different dimensions. There's different mm -hmm. uh, levels. There's different time periods mm -hmm. that can overlap. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy no, job not to the research and the information when, when, when you guys are out in the field. Now, I have a question for you. Since this was, you know... During gold, you know, during the gold rush, were there any tragedies that happened in Georgetown or anything like that? Oh, quite a few. Anything having to do with the hotel or anything? You think? You mean recently, or like, give me back, a time period? Uh, yeah, back in the time period. I'm picking something up in the late 1800s or early 1900s. And there was a, um, a group of men that try to take the town over. Okay. They weren't, uh, they weren't men that worked in law enforcement. They were just kind of rowdy miners type of men. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were hardworking men, but, you know, back in those days, it was mm -hmm. a different situation. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And the information I'm getting, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to this because I don't want to have problems with anybody. This is a page called um, Sweethearts of the West, and the person that wrote this story is uh, was written in the point. It was written in June um, 2015 by Paige uh, Kirkpatrick. Well, Paisley Kirkpatrick, so we know it's clear. And Nancy Bradley is quoted in here, so this is where I pulled the information from. Um, what I saw was very interesting, and of course I'm not going to say anything to you. I said, I, said, I feel like a, a twit. I'm not going to tell you. But um, something interesting happened on the property. And do you... I don't know. I, I don't want to give it away. So, uh, you know, they may not be talking to you about it at this point. I mean, because I, I know how I see an, uh, the elderly woman... She's out and she has like a rifle and she comes <laughs> she comes out of the the door with her rifle. She like protects the hotel. That's funny. That's funny. Kind of, remember kind of like that lady that oversaw the Murphy's Hotel? Yes. Yes. Eleanor or Agnes. She's like yeah. that. You know, kind of like a granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. That's pretty funny. Right. <laughs> I can believe it. I mean, people were real funny about that. You know, that, that's their positions back then. Oh, that's yeah. positions. And there were, you know, it was hard for women back in those days. Right. You know, Absolutely. it was a different uh, world. It was a Absolutely. different... Women were expected to... You know, they had their roles. And... Um, but there were a lot of... A tough tough pioneers back then too i would love to go investigate this place i've been wanting to get in there for a long time long oh, it'd time. be a blast it'd be a blast because we haven't done any place like that in a long time now another question i have you know knowing that the area you know is the gold country are there any gold mines there you know around this area do you think oh around certainly or anything like that okay did anything happen at any of these gold mines do you know I don't know historically what happened. Okay. But I do know that there are, you know, many gold mines. And, of course, there was a lot of uh, fighting over the gold. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Fascinating. Yeah, I would love to go to this place and check it out. Really, to be honest. I, I love doing these places and talking to, and talking to these old grizzled miners. They always hit on our team. <laughs> yeah, the pretty girls on our team always get hit on when we're at these hotels. There's just so much fascinating history. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, during our travels over the years, is there any hotel you know? Now that we're kind of coming in the this, is there any hotel that stands out in your mind that 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 that, that we've gone to that, that that's been like the most productive or fun or whatever? Oh, without a doubt, Murphy's Hotel. Right. That's probably my favorite. I love that motel. It's just rocking. Yeah. And they've remodeled, too. I would love to get back in there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Another thing we're going to be doing as far as shows go, you guys, is we're going to be we're going to be producing a uh, kind of like a Nancy Bradley's Gold Rush Ghost, only we're going to be doing our own uh, documentaries. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a series of, of shows on the haunted hotels of the Gold Country. So we're going to start doing that. 
So that's going to be kind of fun. So be, be on the lookout for that. Lots of stuff we have coming up. In I mean, even if you're not a, a, you know, a sensitive or intuitive or a psychic or right. medium, blah, blah, blah. Even if you don't, it's just really fun to read about the history. Yes. Yes. It's a blast. And hopefully they keep these hotels, you know, um, going and, and right. Right. refurnished. There's two hotels, old hotels in Georgetown, and both are actively haunted. And I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to see them both, you know, because oh, definitely, incredible one of these places. So what I want to talk about is I'm going to finish the, finish this off, and then Karen and I are going to talk about some haunted, some other haunted hotels. For what it's worth, Karen, you did great. You did fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, you, know, you, you. You saw Oscar. You saw Myrna. Uh, you, you saw the ghost, the lady that was shoved off. Uh, something else happened at this hotel. Did you get and any names? I'm sorry, Charlotte. Did you get any names? We got I Oscar, a Greg, and a uh, like a Liz or okay. Elizabeth. I want to read through all this stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read off what, what, what's on this page that I found. And uh, so we'll go, you know, there's names on there. And uh, I think I think you might mean Lulu, okay? There's, there's a Lulu that's there. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. And like I said, psychics, you know, when they go in, may not pick up everything because, because like Karen says, you know, sometimes certain ghosts don't want to talk to you. I mean, that's just how, how it is. It's like anything else. Some people don't want to talk to other people. But for the most part, you did, I mean, really, really spot on with this and so here we go and i'm going to go ahead and read this let me pull up what nancy what, what this woman got from nancy bradley and um again this was Paige kirkpatrick wrote this up on the american river inn in georgetown uh, tuesday june 2nd 2015. so during the gold rush days of 1849 the american river inn was situated in georgetown california the hotel was constructed over a productive mode known as the woodside mine many pound-sized chunks of gold were found by the miners. It's been told that at one point as much as $90,000 was pulled from the earth within a two-week period. Wow. Yeah, I believe it. Then, as if in retribution for the gold taken from the ground, the mine collapsed. Many of the hardworking men were trapped within its confines. It's believed that some are still buried under the American River Inn. Well, it's believed. We don't know that for sure. A gruff old miner haunts room five of the inn. He abruptly makes his presence known on a whim, yet despite his disleveled appearance, he really has frightening effect on a guest. He is of a tender nature regardless of the hostile appearance. He loves three things, honeymooners or happy lovers, room five of the inn, and his long-dead girlfriend for whom he's still pining. A hearty soul, Oscar was a miner searching for fortunes, like others, like thousands of others, in this time of history. He was fearless in the, in the rickety mine shafts and tapped off river channels. Okay. He had a perpetually romantic heart and foolishly gave it to a woman in the evening. As the tale goes, Oscar fell hard for a gold rush prostitute. He was well aware of her profession. In fact, that's how he met her. Many years her, many years her senior, he was smitten enough to dream of making her his wife. When not searching for gold, he worked as a carpenter on this property so he could be near his lady love. History shows he was very jealous of her. A heckler and a former client of hers constantly belittled her name. 
Words were spoken between the two men. A scuffle prevailed. And in the heated moments that followed, the aggressor shot Oscar dead on the steps of the American Hotel. His body died, but his spirit remained. Many years later, the inn was remodeled. The new owners found that room five, where Oscar's body, where Oscar's lady lived, was in a very bad condition. The contractors who worked in the room said they were cold on a hot day. Something would brush past them, but nobody was there. Guests who stayed in the room admitted they actually had seen a ghost, but none of them were terrified of him, even though he was rough-looking. He's a friendly ghost as he strolls through the rooms as if he belongs there. A guest said that one night while they were snug in their bed, a dirty-looking minor type walked into their room, smiled at them, and left through the door. Oscar was known to always enter through the door that opens to the balcony and leaves through the door at the top of the stairs. An interesting fact is that room is that soon after Oscar's death, a beautiful woman in the evening attired herself in her finest negligee and, with liquor in her hand, leaped to death off the balcony of the American Hotel. Wow. And that is from The Incredible World of Gold Rush Ghosts by Nancy Bradley and Robert, Robert Reppert. Interesting. Yeah. So, Karen did very well, considering it was just absolutely cold read, right? Charlotte, I have a question. What, what, do you have any reports what the patrons or the customers experience when they stayed at the hotel? At this no, particular just, hotel? Just, yeah, just, just, just what I have there. There's not a lot okay. online about it. Yeah, there's not a lot online about it. Um, there's it, would be fun. it would be fun to go talk to the employees or, yeah. you know, to the people that own it. Now, this to one, I guess, said, I guess said one night while they were snug in their bed, yeah, the dirty-looking minor. So there's not many there. But see, the other thing I found is that, let me go to my other page that I have on this, is that it's kind of, you get the, you know, from the Georgetown Hotel, I think there's a little conflicting reports going back and forth on this. Well, not conflicting, but, you know, um, reports of, like, similar, similar stories. So that's why I picked the Nancy Bradley stuff, because, like I said, I was looking up stuff on the Georgetown Hotel in the American River Inn, and, you know, they, they talk about the, the same person falling off the balcony. And so I was trying to find some way to, you know, to, to have validation on it. Mm-hmm. Because it gets because it gets it gets convoluted, and confusing as to, as to which hotel it's in. So that's why when I found Nancy Bradley, you know, having done the read on there, that's why I went with that one. Right. You know, let me look here. I'm looking at this other stuff here. Comic God, who's going to help? And I think there's some one of the two hotels has a person by the name of Lulu. But like I said, Lulu, that's a cute name. Yes, yeah, it's a cute name. But like I said, the, the reports are kind of convoluted. And, you know, some of them are, are, are linked to the Georgetown Hotel and some are linked to the American River Inn. So that's, like I said, that's why when I saw this, this thing by Nancy Bradley, I thought, you know, that would be the one to go with. Because right. if anybody would know, you know, Nancy would know. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at this quaint yellow blue. Okay, here's this hotel. Northern California operated during Gold Rush, American River Inn was mentioned. Let's see, it was constructed right before. 
That's the name. Oscar also believed when he was wise, Oscar worked in a fleeting distraught upon hearing the news of his lover said to have leaped. Hearing the news. Yeah, see? Oscar's life ended on the steps of the hotel and feeling distraught upon hearing the news, his lover is said to have leapt from her balcony. Off her balcony to meet her demise. Today, the spirit of Oscar in the room often feels cold even on hot days and mysterious force brushes up against guests when nothing is there. Footsteps can be heard in the halls. Um, his figure makes appearances and, and, and the door knob to the balcony of the room is known to turn and rattle even though no one's there. Do you have a uh, description of him? Is he the taller man? Or... The only description we have is have a description of him. The only description we have is that he looks um, dirty, dirty, dis disheveled. That's the description. Oh yeah. Let's see, okay. While the inn was undergoing renovations, a picture something about a little girl, and you mentioned a little girl. You mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, there's something about a picture of a little girl. It says, in addition to these known hauntings, more unusual activity has occurred just down the hall. See, you mentioned a little girl. While the inn was undergoing renovations, a picture of a little girl was taken out of a room, and soon after, many guests who stayed in that room mentioned having, a very, having very similar dreams of the same girl. Wondering what well, had happened. Hopefully she crossed over. Right. A little girl, it could be like residual energy. Yeah, it could be residual energy. But again, um, there's reports of a little girl at the other hotel, too. But that's what I, I was trying to, you know, go for the ones that Nancy Bradley really, really hit home with. But you did well. I mean, you did really well. Really well. Thank you. And again, like I said, guys, you know, even though, the, even though there might be miners buried underneath this hotel, it might be a situation where they just don't want, you know, they just don't feel like coming forward today. You have to talk with Karen. So, there's never the wrong answer with this. But Karen, congratulations. You did, I mean, you did. In fact, I'm sitting here trying to hide my face because every time, you know, when you came up with the thing with Oscar and the woman on the balcony, I was sitting back here doing, one of the, you know, the fist bump. <laughs> and hoping you wouldn't see it because I wanted to, you know, go, yeah, she nailed it, she nailed it. I'm going to tell you guys something honestly about Karen. And I don't know if this is a terrible like thing that I do, but when, when we do a residential and Karen goes on all these residentials and she does her readings and she makes the client cry, <laughs> I always know that she nailed it. Mm -hmm. and I know that's terrible to say, but people, like Karen can, can bring out the emotions in people and, and, and Bender's another person that, that, that can do that stuff. You know, when she's like, I think they all can, Nancy, Matt's everybody. I'm not going to say it's just you guys. Oh, sure. But, I mean, when you're on the field like that and, and you're dealing with clients that are experiencing things that might be previous family members and stuff, it's interesting to watch the reactions when the sensitive comes up with, with things about their family because I have seen people when Karen's out, you know, or Nancy or, or Anne or, or anybody, when, when they're out, I've seen people just, just fall into just uncontrollable tears because of what you guys come up with. So it's incredible. It's really, really incredible. You know? It is. It, yeah. it really is. It really is. And Karen's been doing this for a long time, and she's been with my team for at least 14 years, you know, working, doing this stuff. So this is kind of like a taste of what we're going to be doing. 
in the future. Um, I, I hope to get this started mid-September. There's going to be a YouTube show. Again, we don't even have a working title on it. Um, but we're going to be doing this, and uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it might be Honda Locate. You know, we might do a lot of Honda Locations. I'm hoping to do current events. I hate being a uh, disaster vulture. I hate that, or what I call the Black Widow. <laughs> That's one thing as a newspaper reporter I always hated doing was um, I had one in particular where a child had drowned in, in his uncle's pool. Mm. And they sent me out within two hours afterwards to go talk to the family. I've always hated that crap. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to, I don't want Karen and I to be vultures <laughs> with that kind of thing. No. You know, but I, and, uh, at the other hand, I mean, we want to get up before Karen can read the news, too. That's the key. Karen, you know, we want Karen to do things cold. So, um, we're kind of like a rock in a hard space. So, uh, um, you know, we're still working that stuff out, but this was kind of like a test run to see how it went, and I think it went really well. Two out of three, you know, the events, the major events that happened at this hotel, damn good, damn good. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. It was fun. Yeah. You know, I think when you go out, the most important thing is to have a good time, to be mm -hmm. respectful of the people. Of course, we've always been lucky because because when we go out, usually we can go when there's uh when the doors are locked and there's no patrons. Yeah. Yep. And Jerry, right before you started talking, says I see a man. Excellent. You know that's that's. The oh wow. Thing. Good, Jerry's Jerry. Good. Really good. Real good, Jerry. Really good. Jerry is like, are you on the planet here? I'm getting chills. Looking. I'm here, Karen. Listening to you. Oh, I can't. Yeah, because Jerry's on her way to New York for vacation, so she just popped in to talk, to listen to us. But anyway, that's a sample. Uh, the show is yet unnamed, but we are going to be doing it on YouTube. We might do it on Facebook. I don't know yet. We might get to that point where we're doing it on Facebook because we might as well. We might as well because that's you know. But uh, yeah, so we so that's what we're going to be doing, and I'll be doing the research on the side on these things so that I have all the research in front of me. And then I can verify or not verify what Karen's saying, you know, or we can, you know, work on that together to make sense out of what Karen's reading. Because a lot of the time, too, and this is something else that happens on the field, and, you know, psychics sound like they're reaching for information sometimes, but sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they'll see stuff that they don't, um, that they don't understand, you know, sometimes things that don't make sense. I watched one where, uh, it had to do with the uh, down sub, and I was watching this team work in a similar way that I want to do this. And she was kind of the the the, the lady was coming up with nautical terms, and she didn't understand what the nautical terms were. And so the researcher went ahead and went through and cross, and, you know, and was able to provide the information on these nautical terms that this woman had no idea what she was, you know, what, what they were, and it all it all lined up with the research. So that happens too. Um, I was on a case. Um, in the gold country with, with Sandy Summers Helms, who's one of our team psychics, and she had come up with a, some some interesting stuff about this mine that was nearby, and we, I had no idea what these things were called, and it had to do with with fire and, and different flame stuff, and so I was able to look that up and do the cross-verify on that, go, oh yeah, that's what that's used for, so it makes more sense, you know, with what happened at this at, at this mine. So that's what we have to do. So it's not only like on TV where the psychic goes through and it's all oh, boom, 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 boom. There's research involved too because, again, there might be stuff that they see that nobody really knows anything about. So then you have to go back and, and, and double up on the research. 
<laughs> but uh, again, this is a sample of what we do. Karen, why don't you tell people about you and your abilities? We got about eight, about six or seven minutes left. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, when did well, you start, you know, realizing that that you had abilities? I guess at an early age. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I just had really strong intuition. My mom also has the gift, although she doesn't hone, it, hone in on it like, you know, I've done. Um, you know, it's something that has been with me my whole life, but it's not something that is... It comes and it goes with me. I'd like to have fun with it. Right. Um, I'd like to go where positivity is, mm-hmm. not negative. You know, um, of course, there's always negative in the world, but I, right. I try to think of bringing a positive spin to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jen, I'm answering your question. Yes, Jen. Karen was the one that went last year. Uh, that cemetery event. Oh, that was a blast. That was a blast. That was interesting because Karen was working with the uh, with the SLS camera too. We yeah, thinking, the SLS. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is an interesting instrument. That was interesting. Well, guys, uh, I think you know, um, you know, yeah, Karen did very well. I mean, that, that, that that's as cold a reading as you can get. I mean, wow. You know, that's what I do to Nancy, if you guys want to be honest about Nancy. And, uh, you know, Nancy, every time we go on an investigation, all I do is I take a picture of the front of the building. I have to say a story about Nancy, Max. Go for it. Back in the 1980s, (laughs) I was living in Folsom, and Nancy, Matz was doing readings in Old Town Folsom. And I remember going to one of her groups. And she was terrific. I remember she did a cold read for me back then. And I have seen Nancy several times since. I mean, it's been a while, like, you know, throughout the years I've had readings from her. But I remember this, the first time I ever met her, my friend Phyllis and I, we went to uh, the place where she was at. It was like a metaphysical shop. And Nancy was dead on Mm -hmm. what was going on with my life at that time. Dead on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No pun intended. No pun intended. (laughs) Well, Nancy's an excellent sucker. You're you're an excellent sensitive. And Bender is an excellent sensitive. You know, Trish on our team, Trish Dolis is, everybody on on this team is, Sarah Hannigan is an excellent sensitive. You know, everybody we have on team and the people we work with on the perimeters are all excellent at what they do, you know. And we need to have, like, a potluck and get together. Oh, my God. Can you imagine all those psychics in one place? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be happening. We should go to the firehouse or something. And just if, Oh, my God. All Sacramento would be on fire. That would be fun. <laughs> with psychics. It's just interesting, you know. And it's an interesting uh, thing to do, ghost hunting. It's interesting. I love helping people. That's something I love. I love doing an investigation. Trish and was great. Trish. Remember when uh, she came out and did a reading 
Yes. He was great, too. I mean, they're all great. I'm going to tell you guys a story about Karen Clark. Nancy Matz, um, you know, the first couple of events we did up in, uh, up in Murphy's, Nancy Matz had gone. With, had gone and oh, I and remember. Must, for years did the cemetery tours at the Old City Cemetery. Terrific. You know, now you guys see Nancy on Fridays. There's nothing to change. The, the hands go waving and all this is happening. You know, it's typical Nancy <laughs> yeah. Matz. And so uh, she couldn't go one year to Murphy's. And so Karen got the duty to do the cemetery tour. And I, at that point, Karen was still newer to the team, and she seemed real quiet to me, and I thought, oh, how's this going to go? <laughs> you know? Me and, quiet? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And when Karen, the second Karen hit those cemetery gates, it was like Nancy Maskell was here. I mean, it was fantastic. And it was just, I couldn't believe it, because Karen, I, she, Karen and I are kind of alike in, in that we're both very quiet around new people at first and then once we get into you know people we're used to off we go boom yes it's like the explosion happens and at that time i didn't know karen was like (laughs) and so i was really apprehensive about it because we had sold we had sold the event out and i thought oh my god here we go i don't know what's going to happen it's either we're going to fall on our keisters over this and when karen got unleashed it, it it was great and so i was real happy real happy so, um, yeah, Nancy and Karen, you do really good cemetery tours, really good. And Trish, you did well, too. Do you remember the batteries when we went to that cemetery? I forgot which hotel or cemetery it was. I think it was by Murphy's. But mm-hmm. remember, back then, we didn't have cell phones. No. And I had the that little, you know, the, the camera. Yeah, we had walkie-talkies too. Yep. Yeah. And everything, the batteries would just go out, completely right? go out. I think you were the one, and I can't remember whether it was our team or the combination of us and Anne and them at the Wooden Opera House that time, and speaking of batteries, uh, because the Wooden Opera House has a storied history of a firefighter who was locked in there when he was doing checks to make sure nobody was in there, and uh, he got, unfortunately, he got locked in there with the guy that set the fires, and a wall collapsed on him and knocked him into the basement. So, so you know, the thing to remember with this, what I'm about to say is that he, he was a firefighter. And I don't remember if it was the time we were with the TV crew you know, where we got the picture of the apparition or it was an earlier time with, with the other teams, you know. But at one point, we heard an alarm go off while we were in there. And we somehow the energy that was going through the building had drained the battery uh, that controls the fire system there. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember whether that was the time that we were there or, you know, because I've been like six or seven times. So it depends who, who I was with at the time because for a long time I was filming the show and stuff. But we've had that ha- that kind of thing happen. But, yeah, I remember draining batteries. I mean, it's happened a lot when, when we're out. The energy gets so, so, so hopping sometimes, you know, to talk with people. But anyway, guys, be looking out for this show. Uh, by the time we get there, we'll, we'll have it more slickerized, as I say. But... Uh, we're going to be doing that, and we're even, you know, Karen might even be doing readings on the show, you know, from time to time, to do some cold readings as well. But uh, this is this is the start. This is the start of Karen and I doing some collabs, as they say, collabs. She's going to be working with me on TikTok. We're going to we're going to build up our our our, our presence on TikTok with, with some with some shows and and some work and stuff. And uh, yeah, okay, you know. And what we got? I'm reading. I'm reading Jerry's. All right, Jerry, have a good trip. Have a good trip. Have a great okay. trip, Mary. Three photos from the... going to in New York? I don't know. I, she sits in the Broadway play. That's oh, cool. Oh, how 
photos. I gotta have photos. Gotta have photos. Gotta do with that. You know, it's all about this. <laughs> and if oh, you get the cab, and they say that Derek Jeter sat the cab, that's it, man. Because I ended up in a cab, and the guy said that uh, that uh, the night before Derek Jeter had sat there, and I was like, okay, you know. So. All right, Jen. See you guys later. So we're going to call it night. Now, tomorrow is going to be a little different because Nasty and I were supposed to get together and do the uh, thing about me possibly being abducted, you know, to, to see what happened the night I, I had that time loss. Didn't get there. Um, I wasn't feeling well today to do it. And then I ran late on Monday night. Was it Monday or Tuesday? What day is it? Was it? Oh, yeah, Monday. Ha! Huh, I never know what day. I ran late on Monday night uh, with my with something else I had to do, so we didn't get to do it. Or was it? I think it was last night. Uh, so uh, we're going to do it on Saturday, and then we will be airing it. We'll be airing the results next week. So tomorrow is going to be kind of a surprise show. It may be a uh, best of. I don't know either. Maybe I'll just come on live. Maybe Karen might want to come on live or somebody and just BS for a while and talk about haunted places. You know, who knows? But uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's just going to. Karen and I have a lot of history together, so we can tell you we can tell you stories about places. So maybe we'll do that tomorrow if Karen's willing to do it. We'll see. And hopefully but, we'll have more stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tomorrow will be a spot. I'll talk to Karen tonight anyway. Karen, Karen and I are not out, so we talk later tonight. So we'll see if we if we want to do that, and then I'll set it all up. But uh, yeah, it just didn't happen this week for that, that that regression. So we'll just do it next week. So it's not a big deal. Um, anyway, so I want to thank everybody for coming tonight, and I hope you enjoy this show. And it's a little bit of a taste for what we're going to be doing, and I'm real excited about it. And uh, Karen's stoked about it. We've, we've been, Karen and I have been having dinners for about six months with her husband, and the poor man has to sit there and listen to us giggle and beat <laughs> us all the time. And he's used to it. He's really good about it. He's really sweet about it. And, uh, um, He's real funny, and I'm going to tell this story because I told Karen this the other day. I need a haircut really bad right now, and uh, at one point, I needed a haircut a couple months ago when I, we all went to dinner, and I, I was showing her husband this, and I said, look, I need a haircut, and he's so funny because the first thing he does, he goes, oh, you know, because he's looking at my hair, so he, he, has a, he has a great sense of humor. He has to have a sense of humor around Karen and I. You have to. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's impossible. It's impossible. But anyway, I will see you guys, maybe Kim. Maybe Karen tomorrow. So maybe Karen and I will see you guys tomorrow at uh, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, usual time for the show. And I really appreciate everybody coming. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And as soon as we get a working title and get everything going, we'll start advertising for the show. And you guys can join us on that show so we can do some just, I want to call it Just the Facts show, right? We'll call it Just the Facts. That would be fun. Just the Facts. And uh, be able to do that. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Charlotte, as a guest. I always enjoy the fun it. What happened with the intro because that wasn't very cool. You know, I don't know. I think we might have had some ethereal interference on it. I'm just all okay. I'm going to say. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow, 6:30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great one. <laughs>